Do you want to know the secret to success? Welcome to rulesforsuccess.com, a platform that unites the accomplished and the ambitious. This is where successful entrepreneurs reveal their winning strategies, their profound wisdom, and their practical guidance. Whether you are a pioneering entrepreneur, a determined business leader, or simply someone who craves success, rulesforsuccess.com is the podcast designed for you. We're here to arm you with the invaluable knowledge of individuals who have paved their own path to success. And now let's get into the show with dynamic host, Joseph Varghese. Hey everyone, Joseph Varghese here, and I'm excited to connect with someone who's very special to me, one of my early mentors in, in, in this work, and her name is Sophie McLean. Sophie, great to connect with you. Um, it's been years. I know we had a chance to connect a little bit before this, you know, by video, uh, before the session. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Joseph. I'm so happy to reconnect with you. It's been a long time. And thank you for having me on your um, podcast. It's um, great. And I want to say, like everybody, I'm working from home and I have two new puppies. So when you hear little squeaks and barking, I cannot do anything about it. So I apologize <laughs> in advance. Got it. And I completely can grab two children upstairs walking around. So I have a, 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 <laughs> my son is... 16 months old, my daughter is four and a half years, almost five actually. So they're both running around, so you can probably hear that too, they're flat, <laughs> flat above me. <laughs> so this is a series called Rules for Success. So anyone watching this, you can watch the replay at rulesforsuccess.com. We'll also have a mind map summarizing all the points here that Sophie talks about. This is 20 minutes long. So the idea of 20 minutes, the reason why we do 20 minutes is that I believe that by making it invest 20 minutes, anything is possible. So before this, I was pulling out weeds in my garden 20 minutes. Um, there's also this principle called Pareto's principle. The idea is 80% of the work can be done 20% of the time. Something of that sort by focusing on the 20%, the top 20%, you can get a lot done. So we kind of borrow that idea of 20% across different things. But please go to rulesforsuccess.com to access all of this. Um, so who is Sophie for me? So um, she's an author, which is also a transformational speak speaker. She's led seminars and programs to 80,000 people over the course of the past three decades, two, three decades going back. Um, I was privileged. So 17 years ago, I took a program with, with Sophie that changed my life. And it was very foundational to who I'm being now in my life. And uh, there's, there's some things that I'll share here that um, Sophie may not have heard before, just in terms of the breakthroughs I had. But I want our audience to just listen intently because um, you, may, you may have a, even in these 20 minutes or 15 minutes, however you listen to this, you may have a huge breakthrough, especially during this current season, this COVID-19 season as we're all home. And um, it's all about how you frame your, your current situation. And Sophie's going to give you some strategies on that. We'll talk about the ego. We'll talk about uh, being grounded in reality, things of that sort she'll go into. Um, but a little more about how, who Sophie is for me. So 17 years ago, I took a program with Sophie for three days. And uh, there are a number of distinctions across this program that changed my life. One of them was that um, Sophie had pointed out that, that for most people, for, for all of us, we go through the world... Um, either trying to look good or try to, trying to um, avoid looking bad. And when she said that, it, 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 there was a certain sense of awareness I had in my life, realizing my whole existence was just that. And um, I, I, made it, I made a commitment using the distinctions of that program to make some shifts out of that. That same month, actually, I started an event company. It's a nonprofit company called Metro, Metrofly. We adopted charities in New York each month for the course of two years. We threw these fundraisers for them. And it was it was, it was very much due to Sophie's coaching, realizing that it helped me to kind of build that up and really get out of my own ego, which we'll talk about ego very soon. So that's one of the breakthroughs I had, one of many breakthroughs I had in the course. 
Another breakthrough I had, which might be even bigger than that, is um, um, a woman in this course was sharing about her experience with men and particularly managers and how they would follow her everywhere she went, these experiences, how she would relate to men. And as this woman shared, something in me woke up and kind of like this, um, you could say fog lifted from my past. And I was able to see that I was making all my managers, all the men in my life wrong, including my own dad. And one of the reasons why I stepped into being an entrepreneur uh, was because any male leader who I connected with, my dad, I would see my dad in that person too as well. And at some point I couldn't listen to them. And it was during this three-day experience that I had the biggest breakthrough in my life, more than likely. And that is that I called my dad up kind of on day three before this huge transformation happened further where I popped. I called my dad up and I reached out to him and I told him I loved him that I respected him. My dad had a stroke five years before this happened. And, and I still, despite his stroke, I still related to him as if he was some sort of a person who didn't listen to me, who didn't respect me, who didn't connect with me. And I let that go. I let that go for those moments before going back downstairs into this seminar class that Sophie led. And little did I know that six months later or five and a half months later, my dad passed away. And it was that experience of, of, of knowing that I had told him I loved him the one time in my life and how much I honored him, respected him, that allowed me to carry forth after he passed away without this sense of um, resentment or upset or um, you know, just in terms of um, like, like pain. And I, it, it, it was painful, of course, losing him, but just having knowing that I embraced him, that I connected with him, it was that whole those moments that I that, that investment made all the difference. I want to thank you, Sophie, for creating the space for me to have those breakthroughs and many more, of course, also in yeah. that experience. Oh, I, thank you, uh, Joseph. You know, you you remind me of I lost my husband uh, on honeymoon five days after my marriage, and I always I was twenty eight, and I remember thinking his last word where I love you and my last word where I love you just um, uh, not planned. Right. But we were on honeymoon. So there was just pure love. And I remember once he died, I said to myself, if we had had a fight, if I hadn't not been in full communication with him and expressed my love, I would have been, my suffering would have been, a million times more. And I, since I'm 28, I've been trying to say to people, you never know what's going to happen in the next minute. So do not, do not tolerate letting people go away on a lack of communication, lack of love and on the fight. So I'm delighted that you applied that with your father because I know the difference it makes in your life. It's been amazing. Not just my dad, but every other male figure I connected with. And you know, one of the lessons that Sophie teaches and these programs also is that we go through life wearing filters. And we, we have these experiences early in life, childhood, my daughter's age, my daughter's four and a half, and something happens. In my case, something my dad did to me had me walk around going from wearing clear glasses to now these filtered painted glasses of sorts. Mm -hmm. And that also affected my experience with every single man I engaged with growing up. And mm -hmm. And, and, and um, you know, as, as this is all about love, connecting with love, love with oneself and love with others also. And in this COVID climate, it's easy to re remove love from ourselves, from others. And, and I want to talk with you also about this nature of ego and how, now that we're home, how do we stay connected? How do we stay engaged? How do we fall in love with ourselves and others, given that many of us are stuck in front of a television watching hours and hours of TV per day? Well, first, do not do that. 
Because I tell you why um, uh, I recommend people to really put in structure, right? When you're dealing with confinement, you have to put in structure. So I have a much stricter day agenda than I normally have. I wake up at a certain time, I do that, I do that. And I limit my watching the news to a very specific time, very specific programs because it's the ego right, which you shared about so beautifully, right, with your colored glasses. The ego is something happened, we make a decision, and we believe our thoughts about what happened. So the moment you believe your thoughts, that's it. You have put your colored glasses on, and, and you go totally unconsciously through life, right, totally right. checked out. So unconsciously is not this mysterious place. We are always conscious, right? But being unconscious is being conscious without awareness. Okay. So awareness is the answer. So when you are in your ego, the ego exists only to survive. You never survive a butterfly. You don't need to. When you have the most beautiful butterfly in front of you, the wings are so glorious, you are present, no threat, you're just being. But if suddenly there is a lion in front of you, you are going to survive. Right, and then the ego is yes, at last I'm useful. Right, and we so the ego is all about survival. So, why are the news only dealing with bad news, tragedy, dramas, fighting, wars? Well, because we live in a world where people have not distinguished what their ego is, mm -hmm. therefore, the ego runs our world, right? Mm -hmm. We, if we were in a conscious world, little children would not be dying of hunger, right? So, the ego you get viewers when, when you speak about danger and horrors and dramas, right? Yes. So, you need to choose your, <laughs> your viewing and what you listen to. Yes. With somebody yeah. as open-minded as possible that will give you the facts. But yes. if you watch non-stop television, you will literally go into such survival. It will have an enormous impact on you because the body then follows, right? You, yes. Your entire um, body system with hormones and all that kicks in, stress mm -hmm. and all that, and you end up making yourself sick, not of the virus, but sick because you frightened yourself yes. to, be, <laughs> to the point of being sick. So. Yes. Kind of like awareness. Just, yeah. aware, awareness is everything. Yeah. And a lot of these newscasters, a lot of these shows, they're, they're all about ratings. So it's ratings come based yeah. on how many people can watch. And I think as, 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 a, as a planet, many of us are just sucked into drama, wanting to have more drama or just yes. see, seeing the turmoils of others. Hence the reason why romance novels and certain things have a lot of attention when, when, or purchases these days. Um, and, and those people working on the media, they, they are good people, right? I'm not uh, criticizing them, but I sometimes wish, and I hope it will happen, where you, if you give one drama, just give one beautiful thing that happened. Just, just balance it, at least balance it. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Got it. That's great. Well, how do you define ego? So I know the different authors, speakers talk about ego and the, the, what's your context of what ego is? All right. So the ego is the sum of all your identifications, mm -hmm. right? So what is an identification is, is when you relate one thing to another, that's identified. When you think one thing is um, the other, right? So for example, you can identify yourself with being a husband, with being a son, 
with the amount of money you have, with your age, with your looks, with your job, with your title. I mean, you can identify yourself with anything, yes. right? But really identify. So we talked, um, we met when I was leading seminar and I was called the forum leader. And uh, I identified with that. So when I stopped 10 years ago working for that company, I, I literally didn't know who I was. Mm. But in fact, I wasn't a forum leader. I was acting as a form leader. I was being a form leader, right? So the actors are the only authentic people on this planet because they take on a role, they play the role, they don't pretend they're not playing a role. And at the end of the film or the play, they stop playing that role and they go to another one. Yes. But we always play a role. We always play a role. Right. But we pretend we're not. That's the ego. Right, so you do need Mm. an ego to go through this life. Yes, you cannot stay nothing, you know, except if you meditate or go on top of the Himalaya and do nothing and don't have people around you. If you want to go to life with people and work and things happening, you do need an ego, but there is a huge difference between a conscious ego and an unconscious Mm. ego. Mm. Got it, but really, the ego is everything everything you identify with even being a man or being a woman right yes you know most people think the ego is being arrogant or being a jerk not at all not at all that's just being arrogant or being a jerk no the ego is everything except nothing other than nothing got it got it it. so the ego is good it's it's serving it's really about it's neither good nor bad joseph it's just we do need an ego in this material life If you look at your Mm. children where they were born, when they were in the crib, there was no limitation. There was not character. You didn't look at one of them saying, oh, a little perfectionist. (laughs) Oh, this one has a sense of humor. You didn't, right? Right. They were both different. Yes. They had a kind of essence, Mm. like a flavor. Yes. But there was no jail, no cage. You, yeah. you, in fact, mm. that's why we love babies so much, right? It's because you look at them and say, I wonder what's going to come out of that little one. Because yeah. yeah. so it comes after. This reminds me of something else you shared years ago, too. And uh, it's always carried with me, too. It's, it's, so much of having this awareness is about getting to a state of love, right? Love for ourselves, love for others, especially. But you mentioned back then, I remember this very clearly, is that um, it's a very, there are a few, very few times that people have this sense of love, of appreciation. And one moment happens to be in childbirth when a mother is giving birth to a child. And then that moment, the baby's being born. And that moment, as, as you know, in our case, we have a son, a boy, a boy and a girl. 15 months ago, our, daughter, our, son is, our son is born. And that moment, all there is is just love. There's just no judgment. There's total appreciation. And it's just wonder in the moment. And um, I, I just remember that also something you shared years ago as well. It's carried but there me. are some moments, people, you can have those moments in the front of beauty or in a beautiful sunset, or there is some moment where every, all the ego disappears and you're left in this nothingness and this perfection. And as you say, it seems that it's pure love. And it can be, of course, in the most beautiful moment of all, when a little one is born, if yes. the birth is not too traumatic. Right. Uh, I, I watched a birth, I was a medical student, and when the little one popped out, I 
burst into tears. Yes. But uh, it, it, it took me and it was pure joy. And it was like nearly too big for my body to hold it. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. So how does one tap into this? So I know you have a program called Tapping into Awareness. So you know, how does one tap into this? We'll talk about your program too as well. I know it begins in May. Um, but how does one access this on a day-to-day basis? Tap, you know, and such that they have that awareness. They're making better choices. They're resourceful, and you know, I'm sure. I know and a lot of your your, your the people, your coach, they're leaders um, around the world, world leaders, um, um, business owners, and 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 entrepreneurs, and you know, you have a whole wide range. Of course, how does like, how do you help people to create that awareness to be able to? Um, create the create the lives that that they, they want they choose. What's your process? So for that? The, the first step, the first step, right, is to deconstruct the uh, automatic ego, mm-hmm. right. So that is where you need to bring awareness. Is is um, we've built our ego um, very early on until about the age of 17, 18. Uh, there is four pillars of the ego. And there is many other things and you need to just get to the source of that cage you build around yourself. You know, many of my students um, get to the age of 40 or 50 and they, they have accomplished everything they wanted to accomplish. And then they're still not fulfilled. So you see people that get divorced, change job, go and run naked in the wood, embracing trees, going to a monastery. You know, they try everything to shake themselves out of this cage, right? So the first thing is the deconstruction of the automatic ego. And then <laughs> when you get to the source of it, Joseph, you meet yourself. I mean, I, I it's, you know, I have... I work one-on-one with people. And when that moment comes, I promise you it's magical. And out of my work, I realized that every single person's soul has a kind of essence. We're not separate. It's not separate. It's, it's everybody is included. And each soul seems to have a very specific whiff of, of a possibility of, of, or an essence. And when you get to that point where you get that your soul incarnated you with an intention to elevate your consciousness, then suddenly life becomes very, very simple, right? So I can share about me if you want, like to make it clearer. So my soul essence, the best I can describe it is innocence. So innocence is like a, a child, you know, that that is pure, that is fully, has no limitation, is fully connected to everybody. You know that innocence, we talk about the innocence of children, it's beautiful, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and my sole intention is for people to remember who they really are. Mm. So every, so I chose to express it in a mission on the material world, and how I do that is by deconstructing people's ego. I could have been a yoga teacher, a meditator, a non. I mean, I could have done many other things, right? Yes. That's where free will comes. Yes. But I wake up every morning and people that have done this work say the same. I never have a worry or a question about what my life is about. Do you know how delicious that is? Mm-hmm. I just wake up absolutely. I know the context inside of which I work, I speak to people, I write emails always to forward my sole intention, which is that people remember who they really are. 
When you yeah. say soul, is that kind of a sense of love for ourselves and others? Is that is that what that is? Need to go deeper into well, that. I think the essence of the universe is love, right? Love is not a feeling nor an emotion. Love is not something you can get to or you can generate. Love gets you. Love is a space of the universe, mm. I think. It's the essence of the universe itself. So when you are located, aligned with your soul, yes. then you bask in love. Yes. You and others. Yes. But if you're in your ego, all you do is survive. And you know, Joseph, at the beginning, we must have survived nature and animals. And now, if you look at the world, what are we surviving? Each other. Right. How exactly. sad is that? We are surviving each other, domination, control, lying, manipulating, that's surviving each other. Yes. The looking good and avoiding looking bad you were talking about. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it eats up our existence. And uh, many people, it's, as you said, it's, they go through the rest of life and not really fully experiencing life fully because um, the survival mechanism is running them throughout. Trapped. Trapped. Yes. And I always, always have an enormous amount of compassion hmm. for people that do not um, realize, right, that they, I mean, they know they're trapped. Everybody knows they're trapped. Yes. But there is no awareness about the source of being trapped. And, and my heart goes out to them because it, it's painful. Yes. I mean, you have to numb yourself to be able to leave that way. Do you understand? You, you have to because otherwise the pain is too much. So, so other than watching the TV, right? And of course you have a program also. <laughs> we'll go into your, your program. Other than turning off the TV, mm. are there any simple strategies we can take on, especially since most people are, we're all at home currently. And, um, you know, we, we, we're in relationship also, some of us, right? So my wife, my kids, our neighbors, people around us. And yet, yet those relationships are limited, right? In some cases, people in New York City, they're in a one-bedroom apartment or two-bedroom apartment with their family. Any advice on how to like really open our hearts out to you know our souls and to love one another and not yet let the ego take control or create separation and anyway. okay, I, I, I won't give advice right because advice uh, is not good but I would say mm. what are the two things that have always always worked in my life for that work yes please yeah. okay the things? first one and I've had a lot of tragedies in my life I I I had a I have known despair grief a lot of things right so the the way that I dealt with those circumstances and it works with what we're living through now is the question, the magic question. What is there for me to learn? Right? That question never failed me. Mm. Never. Now you make up whatever you want as an answer, as long as it gives you power mm. and a context, mm. right? But that question is magical. Mm. Magical. What is there for me to learn? What mm. is there for me to elevate myself and just elevate my level of consciousness as a human being? Got what it. do I need to learn? Okay, yes. So that never fails. And then the other thing that really works for me that might be a bit more difficult for people, but I'm going to go for it. So for it. I lost my husband, right? Mm -hmm. And I, before that, a year before that, I lost a child and I couldn't have children anymore. And then I had some other things, right? So by the age I was 28, I remember the question saying, well, I never planned for my life to be that way. What the hell is happening to me? I've never heard of somebody losing their husband on honeymoon. And I was just, why am I having the circumstances, right? Mm. And then as I grew and educated myself and did everything I did, Joseph, I 
I am now, and I'll fill the gap after that, but I'm now grateful for what I live through. Okay, now, I'm not grateful that my husband died. I'm grateful for everything I learned out of it, right? Yes. And the main thing I learned is that when you're out of survival and out of your ego, you are totally related to your soul, that that presence in the back of your life that has always been with you since the moment you were born, right? If you just let yourself experience it, it's right there. There is a continuous presence. That's what I mean. Yes. Now, when you are totally aligned with that and trust that, then you trust the universe. You, you yes. trust what I call the mystery of life. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned out of all my tragedies is that the universe is good. The universe is love. And yes. it gave me what I needed, Got not it. what I wanted. Right. Got it. Got okay. it. So when I mm. face the crisis that we're now going through, right, this pandemic, yes. I am able to say, okay, I don't understand it. I do not understand it. I'm not going to make up something. I'm not going to say anything much about it other than I trust that what is happening is a perfect thing to be happening. I'm in love with reality. And it can be difficult when you see the number of people suffering and dying and losing their job and all that. And I always say to everybody, in 10 years' time, if we have put an end to war, if we have put an end to children's suffering, if money is not our priority anymore, and if we have learned as a species to love each other and be with each other, we will say that COVID-19 was the best thing that happened to humankind. Got it. I, I get that. So in the context of what's happening right now, it's, if, if it makes us more aware, right? That's part of it. And um, I th- Well, I think it, that will be worth it. It's exactly what you said, Joseph. If we take what is happening and learn, Yes, it will be miraculous. If we rush to go back to what it was, because I hear people that say, I can't wait for everything to go back to normal. I personally don't want to go back to normal. I do not want the world we had before. I do not want money to run everybody's life. And I do not want little children to die of hunger. So I, I, I really don't want to go back to the world where it was. This is our opportunity to create a new culture for humankind. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of potential now in terms of waking up for all of us and maybe even tapping into the technology that's around us toward making us more connected, perhaps, Mm -hmm. versus avoiding it. So it's basically using these things wisely. Another uh, mentor of mine also just uses language, life is happening for you, right? Or God is happening for you. However we see, just embracing that. And as you said, that mindset brings allows us to fall in love with reality using your words right and be here in the moment be here now and that's and only in this moment are we able to be resourceful make good choices going forward versus living in the past or living in scarcity or survival mode as you mentioned before yeah and and we cannot understand we cannot control the whole of the physical world is constantly in movement and the mystery the divine mystery or the mystery of the universe, call it whatever you want, mm. is not within our reach to understand. So I suppose that's what you call faith, yes. right? Yes, yes. yes. Or, or maybe perhaps grace, perhaps. Yeah, you know, Really well said. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. We covered quite a bit here. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about your program. Okay, so I, I know, so if you go to, so our audience watching this, I want to let you know that Sophia has a book now. So the book is called The Elegance of Simplicity. It was released recently. 
Um, she, she leads workshops. She's an international trainer, speaker, 80,000 people she's led to over the years. And uh, she's doing an online uh, program that begins in May. And it's, is, it, is it 90 days long? Is that correct? It's How long? Hey, what's, the, what's the length of it? How long is uh, it? The, the awareness process starts with a three-month program that is open to everybody. That is a deconstruction of the ego and the mastery of awareness. And then it's followed by a two-month optional for people that want to be certified in the process and actually use it professionally. Brilliant. So I'm going to share my screen so the audience can see where they can go. If they go to, if they go to sovimclean.com. If you go to courses, you'll you'll see this. Basically, you can tap into this, or it actually stands for tap. It stands for the awareness process. It's brilliant, you know, and and um, I'm very inspired by the um, the curriculum. Actually, if you go on the site, it gives you the curriculum breakdown of what's covered over the course of this period, the training itself. And um, so it's more about Sophie, her process of so sophiemclean.com, M-C-L-E-A-N.com. I'll make sure that's also included with the podcast, the links for all of this, and you can also get access to Sophie's book on Amazon, the elegance of simplicity too as well. So that's you very good. Yes, indeed. So just want to let our audience know they can access that very simply. Any, any other final words you want to offer people as far as, as with, with regard to what's happening in the current landscape? You gave some really powerful stuff. And of course, this session can go on for hours and hours with values and nuggets. The experience I had with you years ago, I mean, it was transformational. Just the whole nature of a uh, ego and recognizing that most of my life was, was built on looking good, looking bad, or avoiding looking bad. Or another way of or seeking validation constantly, right? That that huge the breakthrough for me opened my, my 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 mind to a number of things over the years, and it's led me down a huge path toward um, reinventing myself several times since then. But any anything any other resources? Of course, your books there, your workshops there as well. Also, it's beginning in May. Anything else you want to offer people before we close out? I would I would a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I have a three online Zoom call that is open to everybody that I do free to do my part during this crisis. And a lot of people say are frustrated because they don't know what to do to help. They're not doctors, nurses, they don't work in health, and they would like to do something to be able to provide, right? And I want to give people, there is something that is priceless that you can provide. It's awareness, Right. So instead of having chit chat conversation with people about the weather or about the news or whatever, just practice awareness. The, the elevation of human consciousness, consciousness starts where we are with you and your family and your friends and your communities. It's not about going to save the entire world. It's that each of us needs to start practicing awareness. So what does it look like? You ask questions. You know, everybody is a philosopher at heart. You ask questions. I have that thought. Am I going to believe that thought? And if I believe that thought, what price will I pay? How will I feel? And if I don't believe that thought, what will happen? That is what it is. So I'm inviting you with your family, your children, your community, just play a game. Awareness is the ultimate power. Right. And perhaps, everybody can do that. Fantastic. So perhaps pause for a second or, or because versus it having the automatic reaction, just pause for a moment, listen, connect. And um, yeah, it's really, really, really brilliant. Really brilliant. I think we're, we're, we're all out to love and help each other. And if we hear the intention behind the words and by pausing, we're able to hear that, right? That's a big, that's a big part of this. Yes. Very well said. So once again, Sophie, thank you so much. Thank you for transforming my life 
many years ago. It's, I, I would not be on this journey. People knew me before that. And they're like, what happened to you? I go, how did you make these shifts? And a big part of that was through your coaching. So I really want to honor you and who you've been in mind and who you continue to be for others out there. So generous. Thank you. I um, got it thoroughly, deeply, profoundly. You just gave me a huge hug. Thank you very much. <laughs> so thank you so much. And here we go. The recording is to end. Once again, SophieMcLean.com. Check her out. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. RulesForSuccess.com. Access this interview and the mind map summary of it. It's my son upstairs crying. Upstairs, my wife has him. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sophie. Bye-bye. That's it for today's episode of RulesForSuccess.com podcast. But the journey to success is far from over. Join us next week for another inspiring conversation with a successful entrepreneur. Until then, remember to be bold, be courageous, and go after your dreams.